When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Las Blancas podcast. I'm your host Yash Thakur and today I'm joined by Kanita to discuss Real Madrid's game against Sporting Huelva in, uh, in Liga F. And this is the final game before the international break, the first international break of 2023, which is also a World Cup year. So international breaks are important. Players that are getting selected are important because these players will be probably the ones in consideration to make the final cut for the World Cup squad. So there's all of that. But before we get into all of that, the we needed to win and we needed to get those three points on board against a, a side that can cause some problems sometimes. It's it's a weird team, Sporting Huelva, that is what I have to say about them because sometimes they can luck you out and they can get a result. This time wasn't that case and so we won the game 1-0 and as we get into the game, let's let's just say if, if we have to use one word to describe this game is it was non-clinical or we weren't clinical enough. But we'll get into all of that. But before we do that, Kanita, how are you doing? Hi. Um, so, yeah, the last pod before this February's international break. And, you know, it's unfortunately we had a, well, quite a game watch just before the international break it was um well for me it was very annoying but you know uh, we have to suffer sometimes i guess uh, uh, yeah how am i uh, annoyed that's how am i but in the end you know i got rewarded so yay what a club man what a club in the truest real murdered fashion we have to suffer sometimes we did we did suffer not in a way that we were dominated it at any point of time in this game but we were like simply non-clinical in front of the goal so we'll get into all of that and let's let's just quickly go through real madrid's lineup 
so after making some changes in the previous game where it was a tough away game to Granadilla Tenerife we were back to almost full strength and the the lineup that has been performing really well only change was in goal so Misa was rested for Melin but apart from that we got Kenty as right back Sousa and Rocio as the center back pairing Olga as our left back Zornosa and Toletti were back in the double pivot and in front of them were a front four of Atenea, Weir, Feller with Esther leading the line. So no real complaints about the lineup, happy about the goalkeeper rotation as well, no worries because Sporting Uelva coming into this game have lost all, had lost all of their five uh, previous games and were coming into this on a run of eight games without a win so this was something that we were expecting to go off with a bang like me personally i was expecting us to dominate i was expecting us to like score multiple goals and then so that the players can go off to the international break and the fans can have something positive to uh remember as the as the as the two week period without any club games begins and we did get that like if you look at the numbers if you look at the underlying numbers it all reflects a performance that was pretty dominant that should have gotten multiple goals but just didn't and i think that made the whole impression about how actually the game went a little uh, skewed a little biased because People see the scoreline, oh, Real Madrid didn't score until the 85th, 86th, 87th minute. So the other team must have done really well. They must have frustrated. But the truth was we managed to get into their box multiple times. We managed to create multiple very high chance, very high quality chances. And it was just so easy for us to break them down. There was a, there was a, clear, uh, there was a clear pattern to the way we played and it, it showed on the field like if you look at the numbers we outshot them 23 to 4 our xg was 2.9 compared to their 0.2 they only had one shot on target we had 13 corners compared to their two in the attacking third we had 294 touches compared to sporting's 45 and we had 62 penalty box touches compared to sporting's just four so no matter what way you try to look at it no matter what way you try to spin it this was a dominant performance despite the scoreline not reflecting it there have been times where we haven't been as dominant but have gotten away with like three four goals just because in a quick small uh, window we managed to score multiple goals and we managed to capitalize on those half chances as well but this time the half chances kept coming the good chances kept coming but we could not capitalize on them so before i get into like some shots because going shot by shot would not be wise because I, as i mentioned we had 23 shots we had 14 shots alone in the first half we'll go on it over a brief like a longer period of time a longer patch of time because what happened throughout the game was a consistent pattern and we'll get into that but before we do so Kanita what did you make of the game what were your general impressions uh, after the game ended 
given the score line and given the way we performed what what did you first make of the what were your immediate reactions per se so i think that um even before the game started we could have um well anticipated that this would be a tough game because as you said uh, sporting guelva is always well uh, interesting to play against because we always struggle against them uh last time we didn't struggle was um december tw- 2022 uh but we still struggled to open the score sheet anyway but um that like i think that was the only time we didn't struggle anyway like we ended 3-0 but since then we have struggled like even last game last game was so similar to this one um we also barely won 1-0 just like this one i can only remember two chances one of which ended in that one goal like from that game and like the only two chances that are like big and this game i mean it did have some chances but i can't really say we had a lot of them that i can say oh we had to score from this one or something um as you said we had a xg like what 2.9 something 2.6 maybe i don't i don't quite remember right now but it's um yeah it's expected to be honest i i didn't expect us to go berserk against twelva uh, that rarely happens <laughs> uh, almost never and this game well this game was just uh, i don't know filled with same things over again like since the things i noticed in the beginning of the first half those same things continued in the second half like but just in slightly different maybe more or less energized matter you know um depending on the time of the game uh but still <laughs> uh same stuff like they were trying same things all over again from different sides and just uh, a lot of them just a lot of um shots <laughs> and um i don't know just tries um a lot of crosses don't forget crosses i think i think when we are playing against 12 the main thing are crosses just there's a lot of them there's some random crosses all of the time against 12 and this game was no different and yeah i mean for this game to end one nil i don't know if it was like fair or not but it's football i mean when you <laughs> when you would struggle they well i from this game and well the, the last one as well it's not really a team that is well skilled in attack uh you can see it from their form as well like they literally lost their fi- last five matches but they're still somehow 10th f- uh, i think and i mean it, it is hard to score against them uh they they have a they have this defense they're like persistent very persistent defense that just doesn't let you score uh but you know finally we did manage and um after frustrating most of the game we did get that reward and um i mean we deserved deservedly won obviously if we hadn't scored it would have been really bad um would have been really bad in our attack and the criticism on them as well but it's not even uh like 
that I can say, oh, they weren't clinical or stuff. Like, they were, I don't know, they were just, nothing happened that I can say, oh, okay, this could have ended in many more goals. But, but plus, their goalkeeper was great, by the way. Their goalkeeper was, like, the um, epitome of, I don't know, Hope Solo and Diker Casillas and every... Uh, every legendary goalkeeper yesterday so yeah but yeah gg to them as well and yeah um we can go on to talk about the game yeah so it was a pretty straightforward game uh about the lineups like i quickly went through them did you have any other thoughts on on the lineup because we we, we started strong like we we posted possibly a lineup that has been that has shown synergy that has performed really well uh, in the previous games and we our hands were tied at striker position as well with naikari uh, falling sick so esther was the only option probably uh, because i don't think toril trusts moler enough to start her up front uh, so no real complaints but what did you make of the lineup before we get into the game and we discuss the first half as a whole yeah well uh, first slight correction naikari have has an overload a uh, slight overload so yeah but i mean the lineup i, I don't know wasn't weird <laughs> i mean yeah sure melin on goal maybe but i mean i I don't really care. Uh, Meline gets to play, and she didn't even have some any work in the game. Maybe two or three times she had to intervene, and it wasn't even like, oh wow, she saved us and stuff, you know. But yeah, I mean, uh, that was a bit surprising, but you know, not for complaining. The only um, slight concern I had was um, Olga and Atenea, you know, uh, because. Because I mentioned crosses, and I knew even before I saw the lineup that we would do a lot of crosses. And those two were on the same side. And last game, they were on the opposite sides. And they were sending crosses in a different manner. But now they were like from different sides, and now they were sending crosses in, well, different manners again from the same side so i mean yeah that was my complaint uh, just crosses were my complaint uh but aside from that i mean i don't really have any more comments on the lineup no complaints and yeah pretty pretty standard yeah we'll get into crosses because that that's an that's a very interesting uh point to be honest because would you like to guess how many crosses we attempted in this game and our season average uh no i i'm afraid i will be so far off that's fine no worries like just take a wild guess oh my god okay well we had like 14 shots uh so more failed crosses i think i think maybe 30 attempted crosses at least this game but i think we had more that our average is 30 yeah let's go with that okay so and hear this our season average is 20.7 crosses per game and 
we attempted 51 crosses in this game 51 crosses that is just wild and i mean we'll we'll get into that why it was that way so yeah let's let's begin let's begin by looking at the first half as a whole and i, I mentioned i say this because there were so many shots in the first half. I mentioned it before as well. We had 14 shots compared to their just two. And their first shot came in the 33rd minute as well. So like we were completely dominant. We were able to like play uh, play around their block. So Sporting Huelva were in a 4-4-2. And that is how they were attacking. And that is how they were defending as well. So they were trying to make the central corridor very packed they weren't giving us any space down there so that naturally forced our progression and everything to the wide areas that is why if you look at the numbers as well olga and athenea are the two like outlets for us uh two progressive outlets for us uh, throughout this game they received multiple progressive passes because there was no real space through the middle to like play through it so we always played around the block and tried to play the uh, put the cross in now generally for f with this sort of formation with this sort of structure that the opposition has it usually becomes a bit frustrating in the box because you're constantly crossing and they have bodies in in the box to just put it away and not uh, not let any real danger uh, brew up in the box but that wasn't the case here and I say this because we had really good chances by playing around their block because of a simple reason we had our, our midfield consisted of Veer, Zornos and Toleti. Now Toleti is excellent at making box runs, Veer is excellent at playing her free role and Zornosa is excellent at picking those balls. So we always had options in between lines we always had midfielders who were making those sort of runs into the box rushing into the box we also with olga and athenia playing on the same side what it did was if olga olga because olga when she picks up the ball uh, in the middle third or like around the halfway line she likes to come inside and carry the ball now this meant that their block would focus on the ball carrier and this would leave Athenea free in, in the wide areas and this worked really well for us because at all times we had somebody playing on the coming narrow whether it's Athenea, whether it's Olga depends on the situation but we always had another wide player as well so we, we had this sort of at times double wide uh, combination between a winger and a fullback where both both are sticking wide so it stretches them out and then we would have one of our midfielders make that sort of run into the channel between the center back and the fullback because now they are stretched right because the fullback has to go and close down to the winger the mid wide midfielder is closing down the fullback that both are both of which are like hugging the touchline and are in the same sort of vertical line and that created space and space creation was so easy despite us having to play around them 
we had multiple very good chances like in in the in the second minute itself we earned our first corner with we are making a very good run into into this channel that i mentioned and she tried to play a cutback it was put out for a corner then in the 8th minute we had our first like real danger very good chance i would say for somebody of weir's quality although it came from a difficult angle i would say somebody of weir's quality puts it away you have to like consider that as well so it it the move began with toletti showing her ball carrying ability carrying the ball from our own half moving forwards then esther showing her ability to hold up play and shrug off defenders and allowing to like attract multiple defenders towards her before spreading it out wide in in space and athenia and weir being on the same page athenia plays a first time ball for weir in the box makes weir makes a very good run and takes the shot goalkeeper makes a very good save and we will we'll discuss about the goalkeeper's performance because i think she had a really good game as well but we could see this theme coming out we would play on one side we would quickly shift it out towards another another flank and then we would try to attack the byline or just play a cutback to one of the on rushing midfielders or just put the ball in the heart of the box and see what what comes from there in the 10th minute again we have olga making a great cross from the left hand side and for we are at at far post and this is just one of the many crosses that happened in this game like we mentioned 51 crosses and there was a reason for it the crosses all of them weren't bad some of them were really really good and we could have scored like like this one in the 10th minute that i'm speaking of Olga makes a very good cross for Weir at far post. She manages to get a head on it and then attempts like it doesn't go past the goalkeeper. Then she attempts to turn the ball in using a sort of a half scissor kick or half overhead kick whatever you want to call it but it's cleared. So these were the situation that were consistently coming up and you could see a pattern second minute Weir makes a run in the channel, plays a cutback. Eighth minute, the chance comes from one side, moving the ball to the other side, and then make another run in the channel and played through by Athenia. Tenth minute, across to the far post. So, so these are all the shots that have come from a the left hand side and have come in some way via the wide play, either by trying to play a cutback or trying to play across. and there were multiple of these like th- that is the thing like we created so many good chances in this in this game in this first half at least like we could have scored one or two on any other day on in, in any other games where we haven't where we didn't create much but we scored and we would say that the score line flatters the performance here the score line does the opposite the score line says 1-0 but we actually had a very good game and it it would have been an easy 3-0 4-0 5-0 win and we would have been talking about this performance as an annihilation but since the results are not there fans are like oh we cannot even beat sporting huelva uh, by a big score line a team that uh, has been on a bad run of form hasn't been able to score or anything and blah 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 but i think that uh, this result oriented uh, approach on analyzing the game is is wrong i think our process was really good 
what happened in the second half with the subs and everything we'll get into that but let me just quickly go through some important shots in the in the first half so in the 15th minute it's Atenea who again tries to play Weir through Weir plays uh, makes another shot that is saved again so this all like the reason I'm repeating these shots is because there's a pattern to them the ball is played to Athena or Olga on the left and then there is either one of them is attacking the byline or there's a run in the channel that is picked up and Weir lets a shot off so there's a pattern to all of the things that happened and this pattern was really threatening like we had we had multiple corners as well in the in the first half itself and there was also a pattern to our corners like if if the corners were taken from the uh, from the left hand side if we are uh, attacking from down to up uh, with Toleti taking them Toleti targeted the far post multiple times we had Rocio attacking the far post we had Feller attacking the far post and Feller did manage to like get a good head on one of those one of those crosses didn't go in again we would be talking about it differently had it gone in but there was a process and the process was successful we were able to create chances because finishing has variance I've mentioned this before on the pod as well like using the way we finish and the number of goals we scored to justify what is happening on the pitch is is a is wrong because finishing can can have uh, and does have a lot of variance as we saw in this game despite us creating three almost three xg we managed to just score one and that too like towards the dead end of the game so yeah i mean i was pretty happy with the performance i don't have any real complaints the chances were there the players were doing their roles we had toleti once again like being great at what she does great is she'll a offer you ball progression with her passing with with her vertical line breaking passes with her ball carries and the other thing is she knows really really she understands it very well when to accelerate play so she'll quickly play those uh, little exchanges she'll quickly make those runs she'll bait the opposition into pressure like she'll hold the ball just until the moment that the opposition gets close to her so then she'll play the quick exchange and exploit the space that has been vacated by the opposition player in in an attempt to try to close her down and that is what makes her really really good because in in Toleti we have somebody who can slow down the game but also accelerate it when need be we can quickly we can be passing the ball around uh, between our defenders at the back and then immediately Toleti keeps the ball attracts pressure and boom we are in the final third with one pass or with one little one two uh, in in the middle third of the pitch so that's what Toleti offers and her very good run of form just continues to be crucial for Real Madrid in picking up the these points and this is what this is the Sandy Toleti that we signed this is why Ohm and I were so excited in discussing this signing when when it was announced because she is a phenomenal player for me she is one of the best box-to-box midfielders in the world right now and we are now starting to see that on a consistent basis and I hope long it may continue so I've been speaking for a very long time here 
and i'll i'll hand it over to you kanita and just what did you make of the general vibe in in the first half what did you think our uh, approach was what did you think our game plan was uh, in that first half because i think there was a very clear pattern emerging uh, with the way we were creating chances with the way with the area that we were taking our shots from and everything so yeah just what were your general thoughts on it and what did you make uh, make of the first half and any individual performances that stood out to you yeah i have a few notes so um i guess just say them uh from the beginning of the game well i was noting down for like the first 10 minutes like what i was noticing in patterns and then i say and then i saw that um they were quite repetitive in the way that well at least in the way that spotting Welva uh were set up so um yeah so in the first minute there's like the first kind of exciting thing let's call that um so at an end we're all well just he just mentioned of a pattern between Atenea and Weir that was um, repeating later on, but from the first minute we see that this uh, little combination between Atenea and Weir on the left flank and they had the help uh, of Olga there, but um, I mean, in the end they didn't manage anything, but uh, Sporting were pressing them uh so that they had to pull back with the ball like uh olga ultimately had to uh run with the ball back and pass it to the center back and basically that's that's what they tried to do uh when we would go to the side they would try to get a, a few players immediately on our left flank especially on our left flank because most of it was happening there especially in the uh, first half and i mean yeah it it worked a few times but most of the times because of uh, the midfield that we had um they're really good at noticing these well let's say brief holes that they leave uh, especially Toletti, you talked about Toletti a lot, and I actually have a lot of notes about Toletti, but Toletti is so good because she manages to find this brief opening to put the ball inside of the box, which, where usually Esther is to receive it, and she usually would. Uh, later on, what ha what would happen is a complication, So, but that doesn't matter. But the way Toletti just sees that and immediately sends the ball in when Sporting Guava players are uh, busy on one side and they give the and the ball rides to Letty, she sees that and takes advantage advantage of that. That's um that's really cool. And I think that uh, specific action you can find it in thirty seventh minute, uh, which is kinda of weird, you know, I came from first minute to thirty seventh minute. But like I said pretty much the same thing just this specific action and yeah usually when the ball would uh, arrive into the box the players would try some uh, quick passes like through time they realize that they'll um, have to 
do these like kind of quick passes and do combinations. Usually it would be uh, Apnea and Weir. Um, we just mentioned them and um, try to pass it to someone's head who is um, in front of the goal, but would get blocked by defender and everything. But yeah, that's basically what happened. Uh, I also know that like in third minute, I noticed that it's um, like as soon as we got the ball and uh, before like early on, we were talking about our formation and how our four two three one on paper is usually four four two off the ball when we were when we we're going to the ball. So when we when we get the ball, we were about to switch. Like I could see that uh, the players were kind of intertwining, trying to find space and like um, trying to get into that four two three one. Like immediately, it's like inside of two three seconds. And Sporting Glova doesn't let us get comfortable at all. So they just pressed uh, before we would enter the box and we would lose the ball. And that happened a few times, uh, but uh, this is the first time from the third minute that I noticed. So, yeah. And... Yeah, I, I also noticed that, I mean, up against, again, Toletti. <laughs> Toletti. I think that you mentioned, okay, I, you can talk about some individual performances. I don't, I don't know who else talked about Toletti, even though you talked about her. Um, uh, but... So in the eighth minute, this is not just in the eighth minute, but Toletti is so good. Like you told, you said she's just a great box-to-box midfielder. So this was pretty easy for her. But like in eighth minute, there is this like kind of action. She starts from the center backs, and uh, she brings them from the right flank. She was like there with the with Canty uh, on the right wing at that point. And she was like interacting with the uh, Kathleen there. Then she gave it to um, Toletti, and she interacted with both like Kenty and Fella on the right side. Like they, they were just on the right side, like on the line even. And when needed, like she was going up, like she was going with the ball. When she saw that a uh, player was going up to her, she would pass, and then they would pass immediately back to her, and just. Uh, very good zigzag action that I saw there. Um, I think that action ended with a stupid cross. Um, I'm not sure, but ended somehow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I like that, and I I think it actually shows how good Paletti is at, let's say, following this line where the ball should be progressing i don't know how else to um explain it i mentioned it in one of the previous podcasts um but she just like even off the ball she can just follow the line of progression and just look at it and see where it goes and be there at the right time this time she was directly involved with the ball and it just Beautiful, and I'm I'm really happy for Toletti, and I think you're really happy that I'm finally noticing her this much. So, yeah, but she's doing such a great job, so. <laughs> obviously. And, yeah, as you already mentioned, that Atenea, we're 
that that chance that you mentioned fifteenth minute. Uh, yeah, it actually happened the tenth minute as well. The sa uh, the exact same thing. It was like um, Atenea to here, weird to Atenea, and Atenea shots and gets saved on the nearest post. Uh, that was in the tenth minute, and in the fifteenth minute, it's the opposite. It just uh, we're Atenea to we're we're shots and uh, shoots, and that's yeah, it's just crazy. And there was like a couple of more of that, so that was definitely a repeating pattern. Uh, and well, I mean, later on, I would talk about more about what how Atenea tried her crosses and how Olga would try hers because Olga's crosses were like, um more aerial, but later on in the second half, I will mention Atenea's crosses, so, yeah. And also, uh, you know, for entertainment, I would like to note the Toletti Takonasso and at 25, like around 25 minutes, you can see Toletti Takonasso, very cool, I think it was too weird, uh, very beautiful, so, yeah, you're welcome. That's it for me. Yeah, finally some some Toledi hype that is coming that is not just coming from me. Because she's really good. Like I think what you were trying to say with uh understands the line of progression is that she's always there providing support in possession because she understands where to position herself in order to offer verticality, in order to combine with with the on-ball player in that moment and she absolutely does like that is one of her key strengths she knows how to put and she's always scanning around her she's looking at uh, where the teammates are where the opposition is how can she manipulate them into creating space because she'll she'll just position herself in such a way where the opposition thinks they can get to the ball before she receives it but then she'll quickly play it back and then attack the space that was vacated by them. So she's very, very uh, smart in the way and spatially aware in the way she operates in midfield. And that is something that is very hard to teach. And she she just has it in her. She that is what makes her such a great such a great asset to have in the team because she offers that uh, verticality from midfield, just, not just via her passing but also via her positioning of the ball so brilliant player and i hope her form continues and we get to see an even better version of her because we are we are seeing the final third actions from her as well but i think she can produce more in terms of the final ball and everything else as well because that is what used to be her strengths and i hope we get to see a lot more direct goal contributions as well from her but so far so good from Toletti. I'm I'm really happy uh, she's a part of the team. So in the thirty-third minute, Sporting Wilva have their first shot. Now this doesn't come as a part of them playing around us or uh, making a good sequence or anything. It's just a poor giveaway. Could have been dangerous. Yes, uh, Kathleen just gives the ball away and they managed to get a shot off from the edge of the box but the shot is always going wide so n no real test for us there there are two shots in the first half 
another one came quickly after in the 35th minute but apart from that there was nothing no shots on target at all in the first half the two shots were of poor quality as well so don't think there was much that they managed to create in this and i think what this half also highlighted is some of the growing synergies in the team so we had multiple exchanges like you mentioned between Athenea and Weir that was a common theme throughout the game then we had multiple very good exchanges between Esther Toletti and Weir as well because these are so such dynamic players uh, the one that you mentioned in in the in the 8th minute that Toletti carries the ball from the back that involves like in the build up to that whole move is Toletti carrying the ball playing a neat little exchange then playing the ball through Esther and Esther holding up the challenges doing a thing spreading the ball wide we are making a very good run in the box we have we have described this but this is the sort of synergy that is developing in the team now when you play a consistent 11 this is what happens player starts to understand each other they start to understand how the other player is trying to move what zones are they likely to occupy and you play around that so now we are slowly starting to see synergies because we have been consistent uh, we have been at least a little bit consistent with our lineups and i think that is important in making a strong uh, a strong team not making too many changes yes you have to sometimes play the opposition and play what sort of challenges they are posing but you need to be aware of what your uh, best 11 is or what your lineup would be in 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 a normal scenario against any sort of team uh, any unknown team that you don't know so that's that's something that has been uh, a big positive for us as well uh, in recent times apart from that i don't have much to add about the first half because literally there wasn't much like what we have described with the way sporting welva was set up and with the way we were trying to play around them that was the general theme throughout the game one key talking point that comes in this is comes comes in the second half with the substitution the first substitution and how that impacted proceedings and why we were unable to score and we'll get into that but before we do so kanita do you have anything else to add about the first half yeah i have i have one thing to add since you mentioned the 33 minute uh just that and don't finish it it's uh, it actually starts from sporting's throw in they get a throw in on uh on our left side and it's on their half i think it's around like their uh first quarter of the field so we get a throw in and like they struggled we uh ultimately managed to get the ball uh so nosa uh gets it and sends it back to i think kathleen and kathleen is pressed so she's she had to immediately uh pass back to rosia even further and rosia had to run for it so she ran for it she got it uh and kathleen came like in, in the meantime she arrived to the right back she was right on the line on the right back and rosia passed to kathleen once and pa- kathleen quickly back to her and they were being pressed okay they were being pressed from the right side now and i noticed that uh, all things that welva tried in this game uh came from 
the, from their left side so on our right side which was pretty interesting so yeah and they were like being pressed uh Kathleen and Rocio there so ultimately Rocio makes that mistake and they get a shot but I just wanted to point it out because of how it happened and how uh, uh because it's about their pressing as well um which was quite impressive for me <laughs> uh you know they're not they don't have an organized attack, but they do sure know how to press. So, yeah, and because of this, it was almost uh, impossible to make a long pass through the um, through the field and make it actually successful. Uh, I think one, the only notable one I remember was in 38 minutes, uh, Sornosa's long pass uh, from the uh, almost like right back to the uh left wing to Olga uh like on the very line so um and then Olga's cross got blocked but yeah that's like the only long pass I got noted so yeah and yeah that would be it for the first half all right so let's uh I guess let's move on to the second half then and second half began the same way the first half went uh, so we did manage to dominate them. We did manage to have early shots as well. And then in the in the fifty second minute, we had our today's moment of the day from from uh, from Caroline Weir, where she takes a really good touch uh, touch around the edge of the penalty box. And but later on, one of her second touches takes the ball away from her. Otherwise, that would have been a really good individual play where she is scored again like has been the case in multiple games throughout the season we didn't get that but it was the same real domination in the 54th minute from a corner we have rocio with a thumping header just goes wide but it was a really really good chance and uh, at that point when she hit the ball I, I thought it was going in because that was a really powerful header goalkeeper was nowhere near the ball and that would have worked but it again went wide and this is what I'm talking like we had so many chances that we could have been at least 1-0 or 2-0 up in the first half itself let alone the second half so this happens and then comes the big talking point so in the 61st minute Toril decides to make a change and Esther is taken off for Maite now this is a pretty straightforward change a lot of times we have done that uh, in the past with that would mean like either Maite plays on the wide areas or Feller uh, and Feller moves up uh, through the middle in this game, the reason I did not understand this move was because Esther was not the problem. Uh, Esther was providing that central presence as well, which we needed, very much needed. And the sub changed the lineup in a, in a weird way because Feller was still playing out wide. And it was Caroline Weir who had moved up front with Maite playing as the number 10 or the free sort of 8 alongside Toletti now. And that 
while we like we continue to dominate possession we continue to have territory we continue to have sustained possession in the, in the final third as well and obviously with maite you know that you are getting nice incisive passing very good combination play as well and with maite this time as the number 10 we also got to see those uh, runs into the box late runs into the box where she would attack the cutbacks and take shots from uh, from inside the box but somewhere in between that we lost a central presence and i think that is what delayed the goal from being scored in say 60 65th 70th minute to us being unable to score a goal until we brought on a central presence because we have discussed this the 442 block crowding the central areas out forcing us to play around them we go, we are now switch to crosses for attacking those crosses you need a central presence and with weir you don't get it because weir likes to float around she likes to move laterally a lot where depending on where the ball is trying to provide support trying to be that creative spark maite is the same you have stuck out feller in in a wide area now so she she isn't as uh, occupying as many uh, as much of the central zone as you would like athenea likes to be wide olga likes to be wide so we did not have that sort of central presence toleti would make runs in the box but those runs come in the channel and not in the central area so we did not have that central presence with the sub maybe we could have done maite for feller instead because we were dominating like i don't think with maite's uh, introduction we started to be uh, less dominant or anything or i think esther's take esther being taken off was had anything to do with us not being able to dominate them because we were completely over them as i mentioned like attacking third touches you look at attacking third touches you look at penalty box touches whatever you look at we were completely over them i think the thinking behind this move was we wanted to create more we wanted more creative players uh, in there but then we instead we had to sacrifice the central presence and which was which was wrong in my opinion but it is what it is i i did not i mean maite had a very good game after coming on nothing uh, against maite but i think the situation demanded a different sort of move and making probably like maite to feller would have still let us have uh, that sort of domination in possession but while retaining a central presence in esther and having her play off of weir uh, instead of making weir the reference point in our attack because that did not work well so uh, i'll pass it on to you what what did you think of of the substitution did you think it worked as it was intended to because we needed to score a goal that was the whole point of of making the subs i feel because we were creating chances but we weren't able to like put them away so what did you make of the substitution and how it impacted the proceedings moving forward i mean yeah the main point behind the sub was you know introducing this creativity factor um into the game but it was it was an odd <laughs> choice i expected i don't know tanya fella to come off as well like 
um, for uh, Naito, of course, when I saw her online. But yeah, like that 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 was the exact problem. I mean, um, most times when um, from when Naito got in, um, just after corners, she would like Maite, Maite would still be inside of the box, and even like not just corners. Uh, oftentimes sh she would be the one inside the box um, and you know weird as well um, but that was weird you know because um, so sometimes the ball would come well would try to come to her head uh, there was happened like two times I think and and she's um, she's small she's small so uh, that, that's a problem see that that's a problem when you put Maite there it, it is a problem she is good for other stuff uh, but I definitely didn't expect that sub uh, I don't understand because you said it like uh, Estet provided a lot there like um, yeah you know weird I, I think I think it's what he tried to do, like he, what he saw in the uh, previous game as well, that whatever striker he puts, it's kind of a mess against Welva because we do need that kind of sort of creativity. So he just thinks, okay, let's uh, get a striker off and like kind of lose the central strength, let's say. But yeah. Um, I didn't like uh, seeing Weir there as a striker, as the uh, role of a striker. I, I didn't because she just stayed there, waited for the ball. Weir is much more than that. And I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand many things because since Maite came on, now this is what I've hinted before. Uh, since Maite came on, I saw a lot of these like differences between Olga and uh, Tania, even though they were operating on the same side, so they were like taking turns in crosses, and they, uh, I said that they did it in different ways. While Olga, when she would do a cross, she would usually do it outside of the box and uh, do it early, trying to put it uh, right in front of the goal for someone. Uh, usually, would get blocked uh, almost every time. Uh, but what Tania did uh, is. Well, much different, and it's very Atenea-like. Uh, it's just, she goes through the ground, only through the ground, you know, makes her um, her dribbles that are pretty famous at this point, you know, Atenea's dribbles, Ateregate. And she wouldn't manage, she would either not manage that final pass after the dribble, or that final pass would actually go through and it would become a sh chance and shot but it would be a missed shot like there was a there was an instance in 66th minute it was just after Maite came on um Atenea sent the ball like from the uh, side of the box to the center and she uh, I think she intended it for Maite because it was a bit after the corner so we kind of had still the ball around the box and then Atenea got it on that side and uh, Rocio was still in the box but Maite was run running in 
and I think that that ball was intended for Maite, uh, but Russia didn't see her see Maite coming in, uh, so she just took the shot. It didn't end as a good shot. Uh, if Maite had gotten that ball, maybe it would have been a better shot. I don't say it would have been a goal, maybe, I don't know, but she can definitely finish it. <laughs> it's just that uh, Rocio, uh, you know, uh, she made a sliding shot. It, it's really hard, and it's even harder for a centre-back. So. Uh, but, yeah, later on, I think, uh, like I don't know in what minute, but she she did the exact same thing. It arrived to Maite, you know, intended ball to Maite, arrived to Maite, and Maite shot, and there was a save. Um, so, yeah, it's, actually, it was two minutes later. Two minutes later, 68. And this is what I'm talking about. Like, Atania kept doing stuff like this the whole time. And it's, it became uh, apparent uh, after Maite came on. So, yeah, definitely a <laughs> weird sub because I didn't see it working. Didn't see, like, Maite operating in the box and weird stuff honestly she was uh obviously running around you know uh, in her role and everything but when she was in the box she was in charge of getting that ball inside of the box and she had to do it quite a few times even on her head it's so weird so weird and we are being uh, in this um center forward position i am just very uncomfortable to watch and I don't know what made him think, oh, we can't, we haven't scored yet. We have been struggling to score. And yeah, let's get, let's about the striker, you know, the striker that had a very good game. Why? But yeah, worked out in the end with another sub. So yeah. Okay, so pretty much covered a lot of the important actions like the 65th minute dribble by Athenia is probably like the highlight had had the ball not run away that slightly towards the end I think it would have been one of the goals of the seasons because she beat one two three defenders and we know she has that quick feet she has that little uh, how do you say it like she has those dancing feats when when on the ball she's so elegant and she's so quick-footed that she can beat any incoming challenges at ease just the final touch was missing and that took the ball away from her but yeah that was a sensational run in the 65th minute if i'm not wrong you should go back and definitely watch that uh, brilliant brilliant dribble sequence from Athenea. and like you mentioned like Athenea throughout the game created multiple of these cutback or pullback opportunities from the left hand side where you would either have one of the onrushing midfielders or uh, or like for the for the central presence that we had there and Maite was one of those midfielders who had the license to arrive make those late runs in, into the box and we saw her do that multiple times we saw her get the shot of multiple times so despite coming on in the 61st minute Maite had the third most shots in in the team uh, it was only behind Athenea and Weir uh, 
only less than Athenea and Veer. Like she had three shots. Athenea and Veer uh, had five, while Athenea had four. So it, it was only behind them, despite just playing twenty nine minutes. So she had that sort of freedom. She was allowed to make or asked to make those sort of late runs from the from the number ten position, and she did that. Uh, she got herself on the end of those pullbacks multiple times, but either it was saved very brilliantly by the goalkeeper, or it was blocked, or just went, uh, or it was it just went wide. So the game was starting to get like a, a bit frustrating towards the seventieth minute mark, towards the seventy fifth minute mark around. In the seventy third minute mark, Sporting Wilva have their only shot on target. Which is again a very low quality chance from like outside the box uh, and sort of thing. Melin gets a sort of uh, a little wake up call something, but no real test for Melin. She was just standing there, had to do nothing throughout the game basically. And then in the lead up to the goal, the move that led to the goal was was played before as well. So. in the 80 84th minute around we have a similar chance where kenty this time is trying to cross the ball from those right uh, from that right uh, wide area or the right half space she makes that cross veer is centrally doesn't is not able to like occupy the center backs properly and get the shot off but we could see these sort of themes like the from the left we have those pullbacks from athenea where either maite or toletti is attacking those uh, those cutbacks in the 80th minute we saw that from toletti as well where another cutback from the left hand side this time toletti manages to attack that and get the shot off in the 84th minute we have uh, the set pattern from the right hand side where a cross is played just beyond the last line of defense and trying to find the, that sort of central target central reference point in our attack but unable to and then we bring on caroline moller hansen and moller comes on and immediately provides us what we were missing that central presence she comes on in the 80 86th minute replaces kenty robles and immediately i think that's her first touch as well if i'm not wrong toletti picks the ball up in the right half space puts a brilliant cross in now this is the sort of final balls that toletti has the ability to deliver she isn't just a a, a phenomenal presence on and off the ball in in the midfield area but also like she is very decisive with the final action as well because she at at one point of time was a, a creative midfielder so she has that vision she has that technique to not just play a line breaking pass through the middle but also play a a a cross uh, has the vision to like spot and play that uh, that sort of crosses uh, creative crosses so this was one of the case plays a brilliant ball just behind the defensive lines moller is obviously the target she attacks the space in between the center backs lunges on meets the ball and it's real madrid 1 sporting welva nil and the entire game like this was our final shot of the game probably so the entire accumulation of the xg throughout the game 14 shots 15 shots 20 shots 
accumulating around 3xg finally culminated in this moment and i think the team as a collective let out a sigh of relief because i think they too felt that we were creating chances but we were just not able to make the back of the net swing with the ball and it finally happened because dropping a points where you have dominated a game feels worse than getting uh, played out of the park and losing uh, losing at home or away and this was at home and us playing good us able to create chances from settled play as well it it deserved that goal and moler coming on and providing that central presence immediately solving our our issue in this game scoring with possibly her first touch as well if i'm not wrong you can correct me uh, if i'm wrong but probably that was her first touch as well brilliant goal again no problems in chance creation but we finally had that central presence who was able to put it away so yeah happy for moler as well because she is she hasn't been a starter she has always been brought on in the final 5 10 minutes but to come on and make an impact where you help your team win those three crucial points and not lose sight of uh, in the in the race for the places for the champions league next season is is obviously massive and you could see in the celebration you could see on the faces of the players that it meant a lot to finally get that goal so yeah what did you make of the goal and what did you make of caroline moller uh, hansen as the central presence in that uh, formation that we were playing um okay so uh, yeah there is a slight correction it is her second touch but um the whole well let's call it action before the goal is very long um because yeah i'll just recap it basically we get a corner at 66 uh, 86 minute and before we take the corner mila comes on and she goes into the box you know uh and paletti takes the corner uh directly inside mila tries to get it i think that the goalkeeper boxes it away and then uh it's the ball is cleared we struggle uh you know to get it back uh and everything uh so they take the ball and we try to take it so the ball doesn't go out since mila come came in and uh to the goal the ball doesn't come out so we try to get the ball and um in the end maite was uh maite was pressing at the halfway line and mila uh, dropped a little back to um to help there and she actually she was actually the one who took the ball from Sporting Huelva with the help of Maite who was pressing there already and so that was her first touch and he, she recovered the ball she gave it I don't know to Weir and Weir I don't know passed it to someone made two more passes I think uh before it came to Toletti and Toletti made that brilliant brilliant cross and yeah just Mila's finishing Yeah, that that's how the whole goal went. Uh so yeah, the, uh, her her first touch is pretty important to come on. Not just her second touch. <laughs> so yeah, that's how the goal started and ended. And yeah, it's yeah, of course <laughs> everyone like the the bench is, was also celebrating. Everyone came 
to celebrate with Mila as well. It's, you know, it's not just the last minute goal. It's also uh, who scored it because even now, later on social media, you could see how much it meant for everyone that it was Mila who scored it. Uh, like it meant a lot to her, obviously, but also meant a lot to the team that it was her because uh, I don't know. I'm emotionally involved with this team, like emotionally attached to this team, and Mila is actually one of like three, four players that I would follow even if she leaves later. Like besides Real Madrid, like I would watch another team just for her. Like you know, she's kind of a player. That I like I like Mila a lot. And I think she's uh, deserving of much more, not just because of this goal, but I think this is an opportunity for me to say this, I guess. Uh, but yeah, like it's always special when, I mean, she doesn't play a lot, as you said, like she always comes on like last five to 10 minutes maximum. And when she does get to play a bit longer, it's like random games with a formation where the those 11 players never play together you know so there's no synergy between them and mila can't make anything of it anyway so it's, it looks very sloppy so you know it just doesn't get doesn't get real chances and i'm glad that she managed this in like four minutes actually she got it inside one minute so <laughs> very glad for that because i literally uh, tweeted uh, around, I don't know, 80 second minute maybe, uh, I tweeted like, oh, what, Toril is gonna put her in the last three minutes and expect her to score, but no, he put her in last four minutes and she scored <laughs> the next minute, so, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> great anti-jinxing tactic, huh, uh, but, yeah, uh, I just wanted to say this, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy for her, I'm happy that was her that she gave us this these three points and yeah everyone is happy you know typical Real Madrid typical Real Madrid as we said it in the uh, in the beginning of the pod just make makes us suffer throughout the entire game and then oh a goal that changes everything and then we're suddenly happy like nothing happened so yay but we're happy so yeah this is this is the last action um i just noted that when svevak came on uh <laughs> i saw that mila was operating on the left with sveva which i wasn't really getting and that uh weir was back into this uh, center forward position uh but it, that's like the last what like three minutes of the game it's just you know just get it done because we already scored and stuff so i mean can't really uh, draw any important conclusions from that so yeah uh but i just cringed at that hard when i saw mila operating on the left flank i, I don't know so yeah this would, this would be it from the about the game and yeah great fun yeah so i think this also uh translates very well into what we have mentioned on the pod we have discussed it multiple times but regarding the best position that Moller can play I think it's through the middle some people think that she is better out wide I don't agree with that particularly she can play wide but 
the way we use our wide players the way we want them to operate it doesn't fall in line at all with the way muller operates and having her centrally having that sort of physical presence as well because she's tall she can offer us an aerial threat she can offer us a reference point when we want to go long and direct from the back because she has great hold up play uh, as well so i think using her centrally can offer us a different dimension at times and can offer us different solutions uh, to break down teams such as this one where they are trying to pack the box we can have an aerial aerial target in front of in 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 the form of muller and yeah using your squad understanding your players strengths and maximizing them using an optimal formation or putting them in optimal positions on the field is what makes a good coach and i think understanding that and deploying the players in the right way will help us in the long run too so we have a trophy to play for this season and it is important that we are able to like maximize the squad that we have because we have a very good squad like on a talent by talent basis i don't think there is a, any better team apart from barcelona in the league we have very good players and i think a lot of times we don't see that on the pitch because there is a la- lack of structure there is a lack of ideation but when these players get into form even with the lack of structure that we have uh, in terms of coaching and in terms of possession ideas these players can compensate for a lot you just have to put them in the right position and create that sort of synergy and that should be the aim for the rest of the season to pick up points to ha- have a squad have our bench be useful because they will need to come on and change games like this and pretty happy with the way moler uh, did there because it was a big sigh of relief from everyone from from the fans from the players from the team itself from the coaching staff i think uh, that that goal really really helped uh, everyone and it it was a big burden of the shoulder throughout the game so yeah beyond that it just became about game management so ivana came on Savava came on for Feller and uh, Kenty and we just managed to see the game out no real danger from Sporting Worldwide so it was not like they were trying to push they were trying to force an issue or anything pretty straightforward game nothing much happened the moment of the game for me probably would be that Athenia dribble because had that been correct oh my god that would have been all over the internet for sure had she managed to not Uh, had the ball not managed to run uh, away from her in that final touch brilliant brilliant play there in terms of weirs moment i mentioned in the 52nd minute takes a very good touch and overall like she had a brilliant game as always she was making those runs into the channel she was making taking those shots but and we have to talk about this because their goalkeeper had a pretty splendid game and you could see that she was actually really disappointed when when we scored because she was on 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 path to like keep a clean sheet despite facing so many uh, shots and she she did really really well i think she is young she is 21 uh, zala mersnich if i'm if i'm not 
pronouncing it wrong if i am i'm sorry for that but i think she had a really good game she has a good save percentage as well throughout this season around 71 percent but she did really well multiple times she had to go down for for in order to save the shots from the left by caroline where she did that she showed quick reflexes as well when saving one of those toletti and maite shots she did really well i think the disappointment in her face towards the end also suggests that she she knew that she was uh, keeping her team in this and that last moment goal definitely hurt her a bit but at 21 she has a lot to learn she has, she has a lot of scope to grow as well and she was in the, in the german league if i'm not wrong like she she was in potsdam last season uh, but yeah whatever good 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 player i think has a good future as well ahead moving forwards and if you want to follow her you can but you'll have to watch sporting welva which are like the most random team in the league <laughs> but yeah so really good performance from her do you want to add anything about her performance kanita or should we wrap this up Okay, just just a small correction because I'm Bosnian and I know how to read Slovene names. It's Zala Mersnik, and yeah, I just wanted to say because uh, yeah, I felt like it. Uh, also, um, I mean, her performance. I, I did. Um, I think everyone saw it that uh, she has a quite a future ahead of her, and she's twenty one. Uh, she's only twenty one, and yeah, she was for three years in. Uh, Potsdam until uh, well this season, so yeah. Um, hopefully we see more of her and that she uh, does have a few <laughs> bright future ahead of her. Uh, but uh, talking uh, all this talk uh, about uh, well her brilliant performance and that uh, she personally did not deserve that last minute goal. Like last minute goals are always uh, very very heartbreaking <laughs> uh but you know what what can i do but yeah that reminded me of the of one action i think we didn't mention it was in the first half uh there was from a corner kick and uh Esther had a header attempt and it was uh cleared from the goal line by um, their number six uh so that was that was a uh, there was a shot that should have got, could have gotten in, should have got, could have, you know, but didn't. <laughs> and yeah, I just wanted to add that. But yeah, we can now wrap this up. All right. So yeah, apologies on the pronunciation. Uh, that's my bad. But yeah, so that brings us to the conclusion about this game. Again, a dominant performance this time. Don't let scoreline dictate how you feel about the game because there have been games, if you have been listening to this pod, where we have performed like really poor, but we have gotten away with 3-0 and that is not indicative of the processes, I feel. And assessing a team should depend on assessing those processes that we see on the field. So it's important uh we we look at the right things when looking at and judging the team in the right context so yeah so this will be the final game before 
uh, now it it will be an international break so two weeks of no club football we will bring you updates about how real madrid's how our madridistas are performing in the international break with the national teams and we'll bring you all the updates and we will be back for the next game that will be in march so yeah until then ala madrid ala madrid